Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Catfish of Fantasy Football Podcasts. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always on our number one fantasy football podcast is Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Yeah, man, we are the fantasy, uh, the catfish of fantasy football podcasts. I'm not really sure where you're going with this because catfish and catfished are two different things. Um, but if we are the catfish, like, uh, man, this is taking way too long to explain what I'm okay. thinking. But I kind of think that uh, you think we're going to be talking about one thing, and we ended up we end up talking about something completely different. So and you, you guys... could say that's a catfish, by the way. You don't have to say like you got catfished. You could say that is a catfish. But if we're actually talking about actual catfish, like the actual fish with whiskers, then do you like before... catfish? By the way, uh, it's not my favorite. I grew up on eating a lot of seafood, um, but right, that I'm not a huge. Diet. I'm not a huge catfish lover, um, I love the mainly diet. mainly because I mean I grew up fishing off of saltwater, and saltwater catfish are disgusting. Okay, and so all right, you know catfish, saltwater catfish. If you um, like uh, open their like if you cut open their heads, they have little stones on the top of their head. I didn't know that. Also, we probably offended a lot of people in the South that really like catfish. Oh yeah, you, no cat catfish is great. Yeah, catfish with. Uh, I don't know. It consistently, I you need hot sauce with catfish for me and grits because it's a southern thing, right? Uh, I don't know about the grits. I'm not a huge fan of grits. I don't like. Just grits offended either. a whole nother. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Half the people, people that listen to us, everybody from uh, basically Tennessee South, just hung up on us. All the way up until you get to South Florida, then it's yeah. different. Yeah, it's a different like, country down here. Yep. 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 Anyways. Yep. Uh, but anyways, a... I wasn't going for that kind of catfish. I was going for exactly what you said. People expect us to talk about fantasy football, but yep. instead, we talk about fish. Yep. You just guys just got catfished. Dan, uh... <laughs> um, Let me do that again. You just got catfished. Oh, damn. No, he didn't. I probably should. <laughs> Did that, that work? Great. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, we have a really good show for you guys today. We're talking, we're going to talk about some targets, um, some, some trends, s- trends, some <laughs> touches, some snap counts, everything you need to know from last week heading into this week. <laughs> snap <laughs> counts with a Z. <laughs> uh, really, it's it's just looking at trends, really. At, Opportunities oh, with a Z. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at trends, really. We're... We're looking at the last few weeks and kind of analyzing a little bit of analysis and telling you guys what we think about some of the trends that we're seeing. Yep. Um, Le'Veon Bell is getting a ton of targets, touches, snaps, and that's a trend that will continue, for an example. 
Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, before we get started, I want to just say a couple of things. One, first and foremost, we appreciate everybody tuning in, listening to us. Uh, the The reception from all you guys have been awesome. We really, really appreciate it. It makes us doing this that much fun when we hear, um, you know, we when we hear from you guys, whether it's email through our voicemail five zero seven sixty nine sleep through our live shows, all that stuff. We're doing it all basically just to uh, validate our lives. And so when you tell us that we're doing a good job through an iTunes review or through an email or something, it means a lot. Uh, we don't get a, we don't get a chance to get back to everybody. Uh, but I just want to take the chance really quick here to tell you thank you. We appreciate all the feedback and all the interaction that we have with everybody. Thank you for taking the chance on us. Yes. And if you like us, like Dale mentioned briefly, review us on iTunes. Give us yeah. a five-star review. Just type in fantasy football. We'll be the first thing that pops up on desktop. So uh, five-star review. Tell us why you like us. Yep. And if you don't like us, send us an email. Don't put it on... Uh, don't put it on iTunes, please. We have uh, two things really quick. Uh, we five-minute member. We're going to give away something at the end of the month. We're going to look through everybody. Every time we tweet, if you can reply to us within five minutes with hashtag five-minute member, um, we will put your name in a drawing, put your name in the hat, and we will give away something, maybe something. a T-shirt or something like that. We're, we're not promising anything right now, but it'll be nice. Probably it'll, a T-shirt. Yeah, probably. Also, Most likely a T-shirt. Also, I started a um, contest without even talking to Brita or Armando, but I just went ahead and did it. If mm-hmm. you carve an Eat Sleep Fantasy themed pumpkin, not too many people are going to do it because pumpkins are expensive nowadays. But if you're going to waste a pumpkin <laughs> and do something Eat Sleep Fantasy themed, uh, we are giving away a t-shirt for that as well. Um, all you have to do is do it by midnight on Halloween and... Um, and we'll we'll check it all out. The best one will win something cool. Again, probably a T-shirt. Also, okay. I, I kind of feel like I, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, it's all giving stuff away, so people shouldn't be too mad. Uh, we're thinking about giving getting out some new merchandise. You know, we did the decals, and again, thank you to everybody repping us and putting it on their trucks and all that good stuff, coolers and all that. But we're thinking about maybe doing koozies next. Um, we want some feedback. So if you guys, if there's anything like cheap that we can make, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, giving away more shirts or anything or anything crazy. But, you know, something like a koozie or something like that. If you th- if you guys think of anything creative that we can give away, um, let us Your know. Mom? Email us or something. No, not my mom. Jeez. That's mean. That was mean. I'm sorry. And at the end of the episode, we are going to call Jay Cutler. Um, I have his number, so I'm going to call him and I'll conduct the interview with him. That should be fun. I hope it is, but we're going to save it to the end just in case it's not very good. Maybe people will bow out by that time, but, um, Jay Cutler, good friend of mine. And, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. All right. All right. I, so, uh, before we get into the targets and touches, let's just quickly get into, the news. Yes. Oh, hold on. Noticia news. What does that mean again, Dale? News 23. Nice. Good job. <laughs> All right. First piece of news here that I want to talk about is that Greg Olson uh, is nearing a return to practice. Um, 
All reports are that he probably won't practice this week, but he should be starting back into practice next week. And, you know, timeline right now, as it's as it's looking right now, I think he'll be back probably not for week eight, not for week nine, but probably a week 10 return. What are you doing? Are you are you going out and buying Greg Olson with the struggles of the Carolina offense? Mm, no, I'm not. I mean, there's I think there's good enough streaming options at tight end to not really worry about him and buy him right now. I guess if I mean my whole thing is just taking up a spot on the bench. This late in the season, you need to start securing your guys for the playoffs and securing some solid pieces to help you out. I'd rather have somebody like uh even like it's Jack Doyle or something taking up my tight end spot rather than Jack Doyle and Greg Olson. Okay. So let's say where do I go with this here? Let's say you are and I I don't I don't agree if I'm the Jack Doyle owner. I think Jack Doyle has been very subpar this season because of the lack of Andrew Luck. Um sure. so let's say you are the Jack Doyle owner. You're yeah. not trading for for Olsen, you're saying. I'm not. Just I mean, maybe somebody worse than Jack Doyle. I mean, I just think that I don't like wasting a whole nother roster spot on somebody like that. I mean, there's there's guys out there like Jalen Richard or I don't know what you know, even Elijah McGuire as just Dante Foreman, those guys I think could do more help on your bench as security. What other than what Greg Olson's gonna give you. The tight end position as a whole, it's not been great this season. Um you're looking at there are five players, five players that have scored in a standard league at least 50 fantasy points at the tight end position. Um, that's Ertz, Gronkowski, Kelsey, Brait, and Ingram. That's it. That's the list. Evan Ingram, the surprising person on that list for me. Yep. Um, outside of that, you just have a bunch of guys. And you're yeah. just hoping that maybe you get a touchdown. At sure. the end of the week. Exactly. For most guys, that's not going to happen. So you're just hoping for maybe 50 yards. Um, I think Greg Olson is in that category, even with the struggles of the offense. I think he is in that category. And if you can stash him on your bench, especially if you're in a league, like, for example, our league of record where there's a reserve spot that you can slot in a guy like Olson, I think he's worth uh, you know, pursuing because you could still get him pretty cheap because there's a lot of uncertainty around him. And I believe he will be back at full strength within the next three weeks. Okay. So here, let, let me give you some, let me give you a scenario. I think this is a good little exercise. Are you going, going to drop Alan Hearns for Olsen? Yes. Okay. Would you drop Robbie Anderson for Olsen? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Would you drop Sammy Watkins for Olsen? No. Okay, Maybe. So, like You know some... what? <sighs> Depending on your composition of your team, but you could probably safely do it. Yes. Okay. Ted Ginn? No. Ted Ginn is going to have a good season. Yeah. His season's just getting started. I believe so, too. Uh, okay. Let me go through some running backs. Would you drop Isaiah Crowell for Greg Olson? No. Um, Tariq Cohen? Running backs is tough for me to drop a running back. I think the yeah. wide receiver position is so replaceable 
um, that I would drop a top, uh, you know, I would drop 50. a top 40, what, you know, a top 50 wide receiver like Robbie Anderson okay. and be okay with it because you can just replace that. Like nothing, like if I drop Ron D- Robbie Anderson the next week, I could pick up Kenny Stills. I can pick up Danny right. Amendola. I can pick up Sterling, you know, right. Shepard. Somebody know, like whatever. Robert Woods or something, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, the, there's plenty of players that I could pick up, you know, the Devonte Parker owner probably already build on him and he's dropped, you know, Jermaine right. curse is out there in a ton of leagues. I just, um, I, I just have a hard Cohen time. Cohen is on that line for me. Um, I got you. But I, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I just have a hard time rostering two tight ends. That's but why. okay, if it's a league like our league, and we'll, I don't want to spend too much more time on it, where you can put him in your IR spot, or you can put him in your reserve, your injured sure. spot, Sure. 100%. Go yeah. out there, grab okay. him. He's definitely worth it. He could be a type of guy... Um, like for example, in my keeper league, I'm, I'm having a great season. I think I'm going to make the playoffs. If I didn't have Travis Kelsey, I would a hundred percent make this move like yesterday, because I think he would, he will be very good down the stretch. I don't personally need him. Maybe I'm talking to you. Right. I got you. Yeah. So that's it. That's, that's the news on him. Um, Marshawn Lynch, not that he's been great this season, but for those of you that are relying on him. First of all, bless your soul. You're probably, um, you know, two and five. But uh, his one game suspension has been upheld. I don't know what just happened with my <laughs> words bean? there. <laughs> but uh, he will not be playing this Sunday. Okay. Uh, a couple of other just quick injury news. Um, Devontae Parker, while he did practice this week, seems like a true questionable for Thursday. My opinion is that he will not be a go, which is good news for the Kenny Stills and uh, you know, the Kenny Stills owners because I I think Landry's still going to get work regardless. Um and that's, you know, that's that JJI logged a full practice and should be ready to go for <clears throat> for Thursday Christian, night football. Christian, speaking of JJI, why don't you tell the listeners who JGI is outrushed this year so far? Yeah, so I wanted to quickly, you know, before we get done with the news, actually go through some very interesting running back stats that you know just jumped off the page to me when I looked at them today because it's pretty surprising. So at the top of the rushing list, we have Kareem Hunt, we've got Lev Bell, we've got you know Todd Gurley. There's no surprise there, but JGI this season has more rushing yards than Devonta Freeman, than Melvin Gordon, than Carlos Hyde, than Lamar Miller, than CJ Anderson, than DeMarco Murray, than LaShawn McCoy. It's it's a huge list. Jay Ajayi, if you had to take a guess, where do you think he would rank in terms of run, rushing yards for running backs this season? I mean, based off that list, I don't know, five? He's seventh. Seventh in rushing yards this season. That's nuts. And if you look at fantasy points, he's not in the top 25. Yeah. So something is really not right because he has zero rushing touchdowns, even though he has 442 rushing yards on the season. So you're looking at a running back. He's 31st in terms of fantasy points. To me, something about that has to correct itself. Now, the biggest issue... that's going on with him is that offensive line. So he's going to be very hit and miss on Sunday. 
he rushed for 51 yards. That's not good. But 49 of those yards came after contact. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's doing his job. The offensive line is not. Yeah, well, it, not only the offensive line, but the Dolphins aren't getting close enough to the end zone to right. for Ajay to pay off. You know, but here's I mean, the thing. If they're playing inside the you know, inside the forties all the time. The offense with Matt Moore, like if you, anyone with their eyes can see that that offense is not the same with Matt Moore. Yeah. Like Jay Cutler has not been good for this Dolphins offense. Matt Moore, the points per quarter, I guess, because that's the best way to look at it because he hasn't played a full game, were more than double what you got under Jay Cutler yep. to start the season. I'm going to ask Jay Cutler about that too. So um, definitely – Definitely uh, something to look at. A couple more things that I want to mention. So far this season, Kareem Hunt, <laughs> this is a stat that kind of blew my mind, already over 1,000 total yards on the season. Is that crazy? I mean, it's a little crazy. Look, I, I mean, yes, it's a lot. But is it crazy? It's not crazy. I mean, he's he's on pace for well over 2,000. So Yeah, total. You, you said total yards, correct? Total yards. 717 yeah. rushing yards. Right. Todd Gurley on the season, eight total touchdowns. I think that's kind of crazy. That is nuts. No? Yeah. All right. And uh, that's it. I, you know, Melvin Gordon's another one that pops off the list because he's outside the top 10 in terms of rushing yards. But his seven touchdowns are putting him at, uh, at sixth amongst fantasy points because somehow or another he ends up scoring, you know, it's, really crazy to me that he's <laughs> not doing well like his rush <laughs> he's rushed for under 40 yards uh three times a season under 55 yards four times a season in his seven games mm-hmm. like that's not good he's passed 100 yards once this season yeah and yet he's the number six running back because touchdowns always bail him out yep 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 i agree that guy's not a good running back. I just want to say that for the record. Who are you talking about? Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I agree. I've but, always held Melvin Gordon. <sighs> Love-hate relationship with that guy. Yeah, only averaging less than three and a half yards per carry this year. All right. All right. Is that it? Oh, and uh, the two receiving leaders amongst running backs, Chris Thompson and Christian McCaffrey. I don't think there's too much of a surprise there, but third on that list and fourth, are the guys that I think are very interesting. Duke Johnson and Todd Gurley. Gurley is catching the ball more than he ever has, um, and he's looking very impressive in the receiving game, which is not something that I fully believed in, but this this change in offensive philosophy has been great for him. And I just want to you know mention Duke because I think Duke Johnson in PPR leagues moving forward, you could just put him in there and forget about it. Like I don't think it's a matchup thing anymore. I think consistently – he's going to get you enough points that you can feel comfortable starting him as an RB2. Yeah. Okay. I know it's, you know, two weeks where production is not fantastic, but always going to get you those catches and receiving yards. Six catches this past week. On an abysmal game, six catches for 45 yards. That's fantastic in a PPR league every single week. For sure. All right. Done. Cool. All right. You like that? Uh, By the way, we get all our news from Player Line. Uh, It's an app that basically aggregates all the um all the news channels such as news you know, was the word you were looking for i'm sorry news yeah yeah news is the word you're looking for <laughs> uh 
uh, it aggregates all the news from all different channels and puts it all into one app. It's pretty cool. Definitely check it out if you you know want up to date stuff. If you don't have to go around checking all different sources, it all puts it all into one one place for you. So it's pretty cool. All right, Christian, I'm gonna go through some of this, uh, some of these trends and touch and target and numbers or whatever. We need a good name for this because we don't have a good name for it. But I'll go through them. If there's somebody that you want to talk about, you can stop me or we can keep moving on. The f- okay. All right. The first guy I want to talk about, well, the first guy I want to bring up is Adrian Peterson. Doesn't okay. have Carson Palmer anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that makes the Arizona, their whole offense just horribly dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Peterson only had 11 carries last game. Andre Ellington didn't play. He was inactive. And then Kerwin Williams just had two receptions. So what do you see from Adrian Peterson? Is this worth talking about? I think any kind of any kind of upside that Adrian Peterson had is gone with Carson Palmer gone. Do you, do you agree? I agree. Okay. I think he's going to keep getting a lot of work, though. I mean, I know it was only 11 rushing attempts this week. Um, 26 the week before. The, a, lot of, a lot of work. It's very, I think in a very abysmal offense, it'll be hit and miss. You kind of have to hope that he scores. Yeah. It's um, going to be game. It's going to be game script and this team's going to be down a lot. There's not going to be a lot of room for rushing, but I'll give you one encouraging stat because you're being very discouraging to the Peterson owners. Sure. Here's the encouraging stat. Okay. Only one Arizona running back received carries and that was Adrian Peterson. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's good. I still, I'd rather have Amir Abdullah. I would even have Duke mm-hmm. Johnson, Christian McCaffrey over Adrian Peterson at this point. Give me McCaffrey over him. Who was, who was the second guy? Duke Johnson. Give me Duke Johnson, but I think I'd rather have Peterson over Abdullah. Fair. It's probably pretty close, but uh, I I don't know. I lost faith in Adrian Peterson. Bordered uh, somewhere right in between a low-end RB2 and a high-end flex guy. Sure. Uh, the next, Maybe not I, even that. Low-end RB2, high-end RB3, but there might be weeks that you're not even willing to flex that. So Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, I feel like we talk about the Baltimore Ravens backfield. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Look, Buck Allen was the touch leader for the week. Alex mm-hmm. Collins was pretty close, uh, but did not get the same amount of snaps. Um, had about half the amount of snaps that Buck Allen played. Alex Collins had 10 carries for 30 yards. Um, I don't know. Like, I have Alex Collins, and I'll play him if I have to. If you have Buck Allen, you play him if you have to, but these guys are not going to save your, your week or your season. Unless you're in a PPR league because those eight catches make a huge difference for the Buck Allen owner. Yes. Uh, because eight, you know, 29 receiving yards, no <laughs> How one. How do you get eight receptions at... in less than 30 yards? God. Wasn't there a game, uh, I want to say last year, that TJ Yeldon had like 10 catches for like 11 yeah, yards yeah. or 13 yards right. or something like right, that? Right. I got to look that up, but. Um, yeah, eight catches for twenty nine yards. That's that's pretty bad. But yeah. in a PPR league, you're loving it, and I think he's still man. The off this offense is just as bad as the Arizona offense, and Joe Flacco's the, like 
he's the worst fantasy quarterback in the NFL. Like he just is. Yep. And um, this this offense is not good. But I think for me, the clear only worthwhile piece is still Buck Allen. I think if you're if you're in a PPR format, you can continue to roll him out as a flex and be okay. It's not a high scoring flex, but you can still do it and be okay. Yep. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about here, such a disappointment here. I was high on Zay Jones for the week. The dude had 30%, nearly 30% of the team's targets, nine targets for Zay Jones um, right. with only two receptions. <laughs> right. You should have been higher on your other boy. Yeah. Um, your, your actual boy. Yeah, Deontay Thompson. Deontay Thompson had four catches, four targets for 107 yards. Let's talk about this a little bit because this is really intriguing. So Zay Jones, nine targets, two receptions. The dude has seven catches with 32 total targets for the for the season. I don't, I can't play Zay Jones. I don't know if he's even rosterable at this point. Deontay Thompson, I think, could play a bigger role, but really, Jordan Matthews, I know he came back and played over 80% of the plays for Buffalo, but Jordan Matthews, I think, is going to get it going soon. Um, he's, he came back better or sooner than expected anyways this week, so maybe next week he'll be really... He had a protective glove on and all that stuff. He might still have it on, but maybe you just get in a better game flow. Jordan Matthews is the receiver to own if you're going to own a Buffalo Bill. Not counting, I, not counting sh- Shady. <laughs> yeah. Shady, who's still leading them in in, in receiving yards, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, man, but th- there's not a weapon in that offense that I think is is worth even, um, honestly, as a as a wide receiver, having on your roster. Right. Jordan Matthews is a wide receiver four, so maybe yeah, he's on your roster. But you're never gonna play him. Like, I think I think between, and I know this is crazy, between Matthews and Thompson, Deontay Thompson. I still believe in him. I know it's crazy. Whatever. Um, right. Between one of these guys, it's, it's gonna be a huge breakout, and they're somebody is going to emerge and be really valuable on this offense. One of these wide receivers are gonna emerge, and we're gonna see several 100 yard games, one or two touchdown games. This you know they have really they have a really good schedule for the rest of the season, really good schedule. There's no reason why one of these guys aren't going to emerge, and uh, and save you. I really think Jordan Matthews is worth holding on to. Do you not? Agree? I do not agree. Okay. I think the only time he's going to be valuable is maybe if you're ballsy enough to play him in the playoffs because his schedule is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Also the. Total that we were looking for for last season was eight catches for 10 yards for TJ Yeldon. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, so we could touch on this really quick. John, uh, what? Go ahead. Touch on this. Yeah. Because we're talking about touches. Yes. Uh, John Stewart, Christian McCaffrey. John Stewart is still, I guess, quote unquote, the lead back. He doubled right. McCaffrey's carries. Uh, but they each had 14 touches because McCaffrey caught the ball seven, or had yeah had seven receptions as well. Right, Chris McCaffrey is has been a sneaky, not very sneaky, I guess, but has been a good PPR running back this year. 
nine tar- nine targets, seven receptions. Like I mentioned third in the third in the league amongst running backs yeah. in terms of uh, reception yards. But I, that I mean, I could have told you that before the season started. Right. Yeah. Cam Newton is just so up and down with his play. Really frustrating, especially for a Cam Newton owner like myself. Very frustrating. The team goes as he goes, and that's just got the way it's going to be. I don't know what's going on with Cam, but uh, it's frustrating, and you can't predict it. I just want to say, if you're in a PPR league, McCaffrey is super, like, uber valuable. Um, it's it's different because a lot of you guys I know are still playing in standard leagues, and, and that's okay, and a lot of a lot of leagues that I play in are half um, – Caffrey already has 44 catches on the season through seven games. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Right. Um, and you know, he's averaging 47 yards receiving a game. I know it's the rushing yards are brutal, like averaging 16 rushing yards a game, but he's basically, he's basically a stop, a slot receiver playing the running back position. Um, so that's how you have to look at it. Look at him. Very similarly to how you might look at Duke Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. They're basically the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. For for fantasy purposes right now. For PPR leagues. Uh, Standard, it's going to be a little rough, I think. Tariq Cohen is pretty much on the bottom of your bench. Borderline droppable if you need a player. He only had three targets. Didn't carry the ball. Uh, played just six snaps for the Bears last week. Right. Um, I the, the crazy thing is the one the one reception he did it, he did get was a seventy yard touchdown. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think he's droppable just simply because, he, like you mentioned, he is that explosive playmaker. He will have good weeks, um, and I think you know we've seen that offense prove how much they want to give work to the running backs. Now I know most of that, the grand majority of that is going to go to Jordan Howard, but I think there will be weeks where Cohen will be valuable. And I think he's still, you know, he's an RB four and in most leagues, I think you should be rostering at least, um, at least 50 running backs in a, in a, even a 10 team league. So, um, you know, he's even in a 10 team league. I think you should be holding on to him. Yeah. Uh, it's worth mentioning, I know I said uh, Tariq Cohen did not get a touchdown in a 70-yard reception, but it is worth noting that Mitchell Trubisky only threw seven passes. <laughs> and Completed. Uh, or was it four, four completions out of seven? Yeah, I think it was Correct. four completions out of seven. Yeah. So, I think you're right. Yeah. So that's the way the Bears' offense is rolling, but hey. And in that offense, when you have somebody getting the ball 21 times, as Jordan Howard is, that that's a guy to own, obviously, on that roster. How many completions do you think Trubisky has in the last two weeks? Mm, completions, I'd say 15. 12. <laughs> Through three games, Mitchell Trubisky has 24 completions. Yeah. He's averaging eight completions a game. That's And they're... They're going down every week. Twelve, then eight, then four. So next week, he's gonna go two for eight. Yeah. His career passing high is 128 passing yards. Yeah. You cannot rely on anything to do with the receiving game 
for for the Bears. Yep. Uh, we are pretty sure and pretty confident. It's week eight. It's time to not roster Jeremy Hill or Giovanni Bernard. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Okay. Joe Mixon is a the guy there. Blah, blah, blah. Not a very good guy, but he is the guy. Uh, Isaiah Crowell finally did something, at least. 71 yards total, 35 rushing yards, and 36 receiving yards, it looks like. But that's more or less what Crowell has been and what he will continue to be is a six or seven point guy. Yeah. Yep. It's it's not pretty. Nope. And if he's not scoring, it's not worth owning. Right. It's worth noting too, Duke Johnson Duke Johnson <laughs> uh had seven receptions on thirteen targets. Yeah, so this is Crowell's uh standard league fantasy points last three weeks. Six point seven, seven point three, seven point one. He's the exact same guy every single week. If he doesn't score a touchdown, which he hasn't all season, he's not worth you know playing. So unless they can figure out their offensive woes, which I don't think they will because that quarterback position is terrible. They lost their best offensive lineman in Joe Thomas um, to, to what is believed to be a triceps tear. And, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to – you know, ever play Isaiah Crow unless you're, you know, all your other options are on buy and you just need to put him in there. Yeah. As an RB2 because you want seven points because that's what you're going to get. Yep. Let's move on to. Yep. That's exactly how everybody starting Isaiah Crowell feels. Yeah. All right. Seven points. I'm good with it. If, if there was a panic button, I have my hand hovering over it with uh, CJ Anderson. This, oh yeah, that offense is bad. That offense is sucks so bad, and it's limiting C.J. Anderson so much. I mean, he had ten carries for forty-four yards, but that's all they, he could manage all game. Ten carries, and he's a lead back. Um, nobody else is doing anything. Nobody else is threatening C.J. Anderson at all. So we could get that out of the way. Are you sure about that? One hundred percent. Because Charles had eight touches. Booker had five touches. C.J. Anderson had 11. I'm looking at that, and I'm seeing, okay, there's 24 total touches in the backfield, and C.J. Anderson only got 11 of them. Well, when we're looking at carries, and let's just look at snap percentage first of all. Jamal Charles is playing half half the plays that C.J. Anderson is. Does that, does that okay. make my case a little bit there? Yeah, but you got to also factor in, like, Booker's still getting work too. Like, it's, it's, it's not pretty, and I don't think it's going to be – um, it's going to be pretty for most of the games this season because that offense is so limited. It doesn't help that Sanders is out because that that offense has traditionally been we have two wide receivers. They're two, you know, very very good NFL wide receivers, and that's going to you know at least allow us to have the threat of running the ball as well. Um, but that's it. Like if if they only have Demarius Thomas. That that whole offense is completely limited, um, and Trevor Simeon is is not looking good. Yeah, I mean they just need to stay in the game. Their defense hasn't played as great as they are, and Trevor Simeon has sucked. But I mean, C.J. Anderson played 38 snaps compared to Jamal Charles. Uh, let's see, played 15 snaps, so less than half of what C.J. Anderson is playing. I like that trend, and that's that's been about what. Jamal Charles has done all season, just around there. So, 
uh, CJ Anderson, I think will be just fine. But like I said, I do have my hand hovering over that panic button because <laughs> I don't know. Um, AJ Derby, I know you mentioned, um, you know, Sanders being out. AJ Derby did have seven targets and six receptions. That's a hundred percent a product of just Sanders is out. Yeah. Um, Sanders is is looking like he might play this week. He's uh, you know they've already changed the the tone on him. They you know last week they were like he's week to week. This week they're saying he's day to day. I'd say he's probably going to be a, a real questionable by the end of the week. Um, and I I'm leaning towards the side of he won't play this week and he'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, worth mentioning here, Aaron Jones. It's a real deal for the Packers. Not mm-hmm. only did he get 17 carries, uh, but he also, t- I guess, co-led the team in targets with five. Um, so right. Tom Montgomery is like a thing of the past. <laughs> hey, one, I said this to start the season. Like Montgomery has not been yeah. a lead back. Yeah. I said he might get hurt. Yeah. I said he'd probably be good when he's a starter. And then this week I said this was still going to be an Aaron Jones week. This past week. Yeah. You guys didn't believe me, man. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know, I, I, if it wasn't for Ty Montgomery's injury, Ty Montgomery would still be very, very valuable in fantasy football. I think, I don't think his days are done. I really don't. I think, um, I think Ty Montgomery is still a talented back who will get his, um, get some work. I just don't think he was ready to get that work. And Aaron Jones has been good. So why mess with, yeah. uh, why mess with a good thing? Uh, but Green Bay is probably going to use, <laughs> um, as much as this has not been their tradition, I think they're probably going to use a, a hot hand approach just because of how these backs have actually been performing yeah. pretty well this season. I personally like Aaron Jones rest of the season. Um, I'm excited to play him when I need to. I play him with confidence. All right. All right. Did you want... No. Okay. No, I was just going to go to the next. You don't want my uh, opinion? Well, I was debating no. whether or not to talk about Frank Gore. <laughs> There's nothing I say about Frank Gore. Yeah. It's stash Marlon Mack, but uh, yeah, do it the way you want. I don't know. <laughs> do what you want. Stash, stash Marlon Mack. Uh, Frank Gore doesn't do anything for me. Frank Gore is an RB3. Frank Gore is Isaiah Crowell with. With in with sometimes touchdowns, it's the same guy. Yeah, like <laughs> Isaiah. This I did this every week, okay? But this this is Frank Gore's rushing yards this season. This you can't like the more the more it goes on, the less and less I believe in Frank Gore, and the more I believe in Marlon Mack. Um, eventually, this will be Mack's job completely. But this is Frank Gore's rushing yards this season. 42, 46, 57, 46, 48, 49, 34. That's not startable, man. Yeah. And people are still rolling this dude out every week. Yeah. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah. Pick up Marlon Mack. I think eventually he'll be the guy. But even then, like this offense is not good enough to sustain those running backs. And... um you know that one good week that you saw against San Fran. Everybody can do it against San Fran. I I just don't I don't have hope for either one of these running backs. Just move on. Okay. 
right. Thank you for depressing me with this <laughs> fucking shitstorm of a running back position. Uh, Demarcus Robinson co-led the team in targets. Co-led uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. In tar- he played over 90% of the snaps um, last game. Is he worth a uh, I don't think so. I think this is just one of those those things where you have you know some injuries in the wide receiving core and there's some extra looks for Robinson. I don't I don't think he's you know part of what's going yeah, what's going to be good about this offense. You you Kareem Hunt is an RB1, Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver one, Travis Kelsey is a tight end one, and nobody else is really important in this offense. Alex Smith legit quarterback one. Well, I haven't uh you know went to been went to another podcast. We are still doing our live show on Friday and look at our ugly faces as we talk or you can just listen to us on podcast form. You can call in and all that good stuff in that. And I know we're about to uh we're about to uh, give you're about to give Jay Cutler a call. Um but before we do that, I want to tell our listeners about one of our sponsors uh, draft and basically the draft app or playdraft.com. For me, one of the best ways, if not the best way, to play daily fantasy football is doing so with draft. They've got over half a million downloads already this season, players um, that are playing. I personally love it. I've made money every single week with draft except for one. It's, it's my favorite way to play daily. Um, use our promo code Eastly Fantasy. That'll get you into a free entry into a real-life money game, a $3 game. Um, and you can follow Dale, ESF Dale, me, ESF Brito. We're doing a bunch of those every single week. Um, yeah, promo code Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, and they're doing a money-back promotion. Like, you can up to $100 you deposit. If you don't like what, you, what you're doing and you, you, know, you really don't enjoy playing draft, which I really doubt it, you can ask for your money back. Who who the hell else is doing that? Like they really believe in their product, and so do I. Yeah, we don't even do that because <laughs> we'd be, we'd be more broke than we are now. <laughs> you, you know how many you know how many uh, uh, returns we would have if somebody had to actually pay for this podcast and I listen to it? Man, it would not be good. Not good. We'd definitely be in the red. More in the red than we already are. We are in the red, but <laughs> we'd be. It'd be you know. Bill collectors and yes, yeah, it'd be bad. It would be really bad. So right. Christian, there'd there'd be uh <laughs> there'd be uh envelopes that are open just enough for you to be able to see the words in red past due. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> come TV shows always do that? Like yeah, yeah. you always, they're always open just enough, torn just enough for you to be able to see a big red past due. By the way, Christian, really quick before we go. Uh-huh. Do you? You're probably too young. I wonder if our listeners remember Denver the Last Dinosaur. Denver the Last Dinosaur. I do not. It's so strange how things like it. The mind is crazy, right? Like I have not thought about Denver the Last Dinosaur for decades, probably. And all of a sudden, I was playing with my daughter, and she has a little dinosaur, and I call her Dino, and I said, "Oh, look, you know, playing with her, Dino the dinosaur." And then I just started singing the song Denver, the last dinosaur. Like it just came to me all of a sudden. It was so weird how it just like <laughs> pops up. And then I'm like singing like Denver, the last dinosaur. And it was, it's like, where did I get that from? It's so weird. But it was anyways, I think it was like an eighties cartoon 
Probably Dude. Saturday morning cartoon, I think, but um this show was on for not even two months really no first episode air date september 12th 1988 last episode air date november 22nd 1988 are you sure (laughs) i'm looking at it right what the hell (laughs) they ran reruns until 1990 and that's it um that is really weird uh here uh denver last dinosaur this is what it sounds like Okay, that goes on. It looks like a horrible cartoon, actually. Just looking at the trailer, just looking at the intro. What's really weird is that sounds really he's bad. He's your friend and a whole lot more. What does that mean? Yeah, there's something weird going on with this dinosaur. Your best friend. <laughs> he's your friend and a whole lot more. Like if uh, if somebody told you, "Hey, Christian, I'm your friend and a whole lot more," that probably means they wanna they wanna be closer friends, right? Right. Yeah. You know, it was a good show though. Dinosaurs. Um. Yeah. With not the mama. Yes. We should one day we should rank all the dinosaur shows. Okay. Barney. Dinosaurs. Denver yeah. Lost Dinosaur. Right. Um can we just do dinosaur like related media cuz like number 1 Jurassic Park. Yes, oh of course. Yeah. That's not even a question. Uh number number 2 Land Before Time. Oh god, I hated those cartoons. There's like like fifteen yeah, of those I know. movies, and they were every single one of them were really sad. I remember. I think as a little kid, I cried like over and over again to them. Uh, Barney's got to be top five. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Um, and then you got to go into like famous dinosaurs because then you got like Dino from the Flintstones. Yep, for sure. You're good with this dinosaur stuff. Thank you. I don't know any other dinosaur movies or anything. I think I'm done there. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, uh, we need to get into the call with Jay Cutler. Um, I will call him in a second. Is there anything else you want to add before? Look, I want to put this Jay Cutler phone call because I'm going to call him. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Is Godzilla a dinosaur? Mm, more of a monster. He's a, let me just. Godzilla, just is, Godzilla uh, is definitely a monster. But like. Yeah. Godzilla is a monster originating from a series of tokusatsu films. Um, Species dinosaur-like is what it says. Hmm. He's a giant reptilian monster, and the species just says dinosaur-like. Interesting. So, uh, I think we could put him in the category for the purposes of we're running thing a lot of things to to add to the list. <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> if we add him to the list, he's top five, right? He's a really big dinosaur. Has over sixty sharp teeth. Ouch. Tyrannosaurus Rex, he has a huge jaw. How does 
to our listeners. Why did you do that? Why didn't you close the episode with that? <laughs> well, because it says dinosaur song for kids brushing their teeth. <laughs> I clicked it. I don't know why. That might be very useful for the kids that I work with, by yeah, the way. You can do that. You can sing to yeah, them. You got to send that to me, actually. Um, all right. So we're going to talk to Jay Cutler. I'm going to call him. Again, I'm nervous because I've never, I mean, I know him, but I never really talked to him about football. So I'm a little nervous. I'm putting it at the end of the episode because it could be really, really bad. I'm kind of hoping that most people have tuned out by now. And I'm saying it's so bad, I think people are now going to really think it's really bad. And so it's it's a lose-lose for us. Oh, and Rex from Toy Story. Yeah. Reptar from from Rugrats. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He was a dinosaur, right? Yeah. He was he was T Rex, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. All right. All okay. right, Christian. Uh, thank you for joining me today's episode of the Targets and Touches. We got through most of them, not every single player, but if we talk about, talk about every player, you guys would get really bored. Again, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter is probably the most uh, easily accessible to us. But you can always follow us on everything. You can email us, contact at Eat Sleep Fantasy, and go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and uh, let's give Jake Cutler a call. This is Jake. Hey, uh, Jay Cutler, this is Dale DeMott from Eat Sleep Fantasy. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Good. Hey, man. What's uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're a, a fantasy football podcast. Uh, we are uh, currently ranked number one on iTunes on uh, des- uh, desktop iTunes. I don't know if you listen to podcasts or not, but thank you, thank you for taking our call. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's, it's whatever. Hey, uh, we just got a couple quick questions for you. I, I know I don't want to waste too much of your time, um, but we do appreciate you coming on. Uh, I guess the first question I want to ask is, you know, what do you say to the fan base? You know, to the Miami Dolphins fan base that says you don't care. Uh, well, uh, I'd say you know what uh, I try not to think about that too much. No, I don't uh, want to really care about that a lot. Yeah, I so, mean that uh, that kind of seems like a um a theme for you. I mean, do you, do you your play this season has not been. You know, you haven't played very well. Um, what what do you what do you say about the season so far? And you know, your recovery from the injury. What? How do you? How are you going to recover? Well, uh, I would say that uh, maybe look at that offensive line. You know, people have a lot to say about the quarterback, but uh, they can't uh, block for me. Wow! Wow! You were blaming the offensive line for your bad play, and it has nothing to do with you. Well, you know. Uh, I kind of need time to throw. So, wow. Are you smoking right now? Maybe. <laughs> Jay Cutler, you can't be you're in the middle of the season. You you're it's bad for your health to you keep doing this stuff. You got to, you know, get healthy and not smoke and be able to run around. Uh, Gase is cool with it. Uh, what? How is the relationship with you and Adam Gase? By the way, he seems to love you for some reason. I see that Matt Moore is playing very well, um, and and we're expecting him to play well this you know this upcoming week. What is your relationship with Adam Gase? First of all, before I answer that question, 
Don't you fucking talk about Matt Moore. <laughs> Do you and Matt Moore not get along or something? Who are you guys? Look. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Gase, I mean, me Wait. and Gase, we go way back. When you're smoking, you don't have um, to smoke into the phone, Jay Cutler. Okay, let's let's calm down with the smoking, okay? All right. People. Um, I heard it's good for my ribs. <laughs> okay, okay. So tell us about Adam Gase. Sorry, my beard, my beard itches. Um, Gase, I mean, you got to love the guy. I, for some reason, he loves me and, uh, you know, he's willing to pay me $10 million to come here and, uh, you know, play quarterback. Is that the only but, reason uh, is that the only reason you decided to unretire and play football is for the money? I don't know, man. Uh ten million dollars is a lot of money. So then uh if I can, you know, just kind of make it through the season if this offensive line will let me not be injured. It's you know, I'll be fine. It really sounds like you really don't care about anything. You know, I don't like your tone, and I don't really care about this podcast. Jeez. Okay, well, Jay Cutler, thanks for joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. <laughs> you got to stop smoking so much. Everybody thinks that everybody thinks it was just a meme, but it really sounds like you're smoking a lot. How many cigarettes have you smoked while on this uh, interview here? Are we done? <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for taking our call, Jay Cutler. Don't call again. <laughs> yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.